What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. That's right, the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. How we doing today, Casino? That's Back on the beer. Doing great. Uh, I'm, of course, on my tea with just straight vodka. So it is. <laughs> oh, God. I can't stand vodka. I just can't do it. Like, if I'm going, someone if, drinks if I'm a going, martini. Ugh. Yeah. No. Ugh. Come on. But I like our delay. No, no, I can no, I can like I like martinis, but um, typically, you know, I like to go a little gin in that man. Just so gin. Uh, I'm a gin drinker. If I'm going, if I'm going clear spirit, it's gin all the way. I love gin and whiskey. Uh, with gin, I like. I would like a candle that smelled like gin. I would <laughs> never drink gin, but Dude, it smells good. It's it's it, it's a real man's drink. <laughs> Sophisticated real man. By the way, that's my son in the background. He's here, everybody. He's happy. He just got fed. Um, yeah, he's enjoying it. I am and my hungry. wife just uh, huff and puffed at me. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Casino, we yes. have a packed, packed. episode today. Packed. packed. Uh, so we are <laughs> saving the NFL for the end of it because yes, we, are. we actually have time today. So what? we're going to touch, I know, shockingly, we're going to touch on some other each sports, other. <laughs> then each other, and then more <laughs> sports, and then we're going to talk about how the touching was, and then more sports, and then we're going to get to NFL. I'm going to try to figure out, because again, Casino and I are dumb when it comes to YouTube and technology and electronics. And people's names. And people's names, especially. But I'm going to try to find out how to put chapters on, you know, like how you can do that on YouTube videos. So you can just jump around to different topics. No, because I don't ever get on social media. Uh, this well, is why I'm going to figure out how to do that. This, this is why yeah. you run the show. And this is why I just sit here and drink beer. I mean, it's a simple Google, but, you know, we got, we don't have time for this. Uh, but we have all the time for this. We have time today. We do have time, so we're just going to go right down the list right here, Casino. Uh, first thing you wanted to uh, talk about was the WNBA. Um, so you have New York Liberty versus the Las Vegas Aces in the finals. Um, really good showdown. Vegas is trying to defend their title. Um, but it is going to be a good series. Liberty has beaten Aces throughout the season multiple times. Um, you had either Brianna Stewart for the Liberty or Asia Wilson for the aces that were fighting for the MVP of the regular season. Brianna Stewart got it. So this is fun to see that you have like MVP and then MVP runner up meeting in the finals. Um, obviously Vegas has a better rot, like a, a, a full team compared to Liberty. Um, but no, it was good. It was good game one. Uh, Liberty was up pretty much going just starting into the third and Vegas came back and dominated the second half. Um, but no, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Vegas had um, Asia Wilson was one point shy to make four players over 20 points. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that's a, a fun, if you don't care about the WNBA, it, that's fine, whatever. Um, but I do like the storyline of you have the MVP for the Liberty going against the aces who are the defending champs in the finals, uh, Everybody predicted that this was going to be the the finals this year, and it's played out that way. And yeah, pretty good so far. So we'll see if Vegas can uh, do a repeat 
and go back to back. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll get back to the NHL. I was going to say back to back, and then that's going to lead into another Vegas team trying to go back to back. But we'll get to the NHL here after MLB. But that's all I got to say about the Aces, Liberty. Um, they do play again tonight for game two. Uh, yeah. So I know all the Vegas listeners outside of BJ um, who listen to this show, They, I know that they are Aces fans because they support Vegas teams. So there's your little update on that. Um, but yeah, so we can move on from that. Yeah, I probably um, will take that joke out. Uh, but it made me laugh, and it made us laugh. And now you will not hear the joke because the joke I'm referencing has been edited out of the podcast. Yeah. So just know it was a good one. Sure. Um, but... Sure. <laughs> I was going to talk to you about that off air, but you know, we're good. Uh, but we move on, <laughs> uh, Casino, from the finals to uh, MLB playoffs, which I have watched a shockingly uh lot of these mlb playoff games really i have i've been really into it i watched the last night i watched your your teams in it so yeah and they got now they're one one but last night i watched the uh what is it orioles get swept yeah so so rolling into that uh rolling (laughs) before we get into that so and they did get swept by a wild card team. Um, so let's get see my son. He's getting his diaper changed. He's not happy. Um, he's a month old uh, as of yesterday. Dang, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. 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 So realistically, he would be born yesterday. Because <laughs> he was a month early. Uh, but yeah, so the wild card. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Um, not the teams everybody expected to come out of the wild card, but it was a sweep in all all the games. Uh, you had the Rangers sweeping the sweeping the Rays, um, two games to none. You also had the Twins sleeping uh, sleeping. I haven't had enough sleep. I'm, also, I'm drinking beer. Um, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, the Twins sweeping the Blue Jays, Arizona Diamondbacks sweeping the Brewers, and then your Philadelphia Phillies sweeping the Marlins. Um, wild card round was not that exciting. I mean. Some teams that um, advanced were some shockers. I didn't think they're that shockers. I was, I was kind of pretty much on the same boat of which teams came out um, out of this. But uh, so they're moving into the divisional round. This is where things have gotten interesting. This is where I started watching the MLB. I haven't watched much of it this year. I've been way too busy, especially coming to closing of the year due to the kid. Uh, haven't watched a lot, but this round I've been watching a whole lot of because. The brewery that I work out, there's a ton of Dodger fans in there. Shout out to you, Jake, if you're watching. Um, but uh, yeah, so you had the Orioles, best team in baseball, with also uh, the Braves in there. And uh, yeah, so the Orioles, Rangers, let's just talk about that one straight up. Orioles looked unstoppable in the regular season. Unstoppable. Yeah. Um, well, the Rangers, who have been up and down all season, um, they swept them. They swept them pretty good. And the final game, did you watch the final game between the Rangers yeah. and the Orioles? It was, the over, Orioles in the, it was just, over in the second inning. I think it was 6-0 in the second inning. Yeah, they just looked like they were done. What was it? Yeah. The Orioles, so, they were. Ugh, that's when I turned nothing. it on. That's when I turned it on at the bar was in the second inning. And the Rangers put up, um, uh, the Rangers put up five in the second. And they had two home runs during those first two innings. 
One was went for 445 uh, feet, which is monster, monster. And I thought the second one was the, the bigger. I didn't see the first home run. The second home run was 415. It went center field, uh, upper deck. And I was like, damn, like that is that was a crush <laughs> ball. And so we looked it up because we wanted to see how far it went. The earlier one went 445. Absolute monster, monster home runs. And the rest of the game was done after that. Each team scored one run. It was it was over in the second inning. So Orioles are done. Rangers are the first team to advance out of the divisional round. Um, so let's talk about your Philly Braves real quick. We'll get to the Dodgers last because I want to talk about them. Yeah. Um, well, I will just say on the uh, AL side, if we literally get the Rangers and the Astros as the uh, uh, to go to the World Series, I will shoot myself. Oh, Two Texas teams. I, I like, will get the fuck out of here. I will go absolutely bananas cheering for the damn Texas Rangers because yeah. I hate the Astros so much, dude. If it's and the I, Astros I, again, oh my god. Ugh. Is there anybody, anybody who is not a Houston Astros fan who, if anybody in the NL got in, they they would not be rooting for literally every other team left except the Astros? Who the fuck wants to see the Astros? Win Nobody wants to see that. Everybody hates the Astros. Nobody. Everybody hates the Astros. Ugh. Um, so, you know what? Let's just talk about that one. We're talking about that. So, Twins, Astros, uh, where we're at right now, Houston does have a 2-1 lead. Uh, it's been a back-to-back, uh, back-to-back fight, though. So Astros won game one, uh, uh, the Twins won game two, and then Astros won game three in a dominating fashion of 9-1. But we'll see how that goes because they might be able to sweep, or not sweep, but they close it out tonight because game four is tonight at four. So in literally three hours from right now, um, I do think the Twins will put up a fight. I think they'll push this into a game five. Um, yeah, I do. As after well. I know they got, I know they got absolutely wrecked in Game Three, but the Twins are a good team. They're they're at home. I think they bounce back, and I do think they make it a a, a Game Five. Um, so then moving over to your Phillies uh, versus the Braves. I will be honest. I'm kind of surprised that Phillies won Game One. I really was. Yeah, um, I think everybody I, was. I think the Braves are the best team in baseball right now. And, um, but I don't have them winning the world series. I'll tell you who I have, but the Braves are the hot team, right? Yeah. It is a team right after the break. Go to break. All right. We're on break. All right. Hey, welcome back everybody. Uh, Uh, but yeah, I, I really liked, I watched game one. It was exciting, but it also felt uh, that game one performance, it really did feel like an upset, even though I know they're in the playoffs. But like you said, the Braves have been dominant all year. And it didn't feel like, you know, like how when, especially in like basketball and baseball, where it's like one team wins and you're just like, holy shit. Like we'll talk about the Diamondbacks Dodgers, but going into that series, everybody was like, Dodgers got this. And then you saw game two of that series and you're like, holy shit, the Diamondbacks might like, sweep them right so then but when the Phillies Braves that first game it did not have the vibe where it was just like oh the Phillies have the Braves number and it's over it kind of felt like more of a what is that phrase the uh, an aberration as opposed to like a you know like uh, I think that's it 
I don't know, but it more felt like a they caught him on a good so, apparition is a ghost, buddy. It's like a specter. What's that saying? I can't think of the saying, but what I'm saying is it more felt like an anomaly where it was just like, oh, it felt like they caught them on a bad day, not like they're going to win the series. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm obviously rooting for them over the Braves, but that game one win, I was like, that was cool, but I also wasn't like, we got this, right? It was just where I feel like if you're a Diamondbacks fan, how do you not feel like, oh, we fucking got this. We're we're destroying Well, them. okay, so, I mean, we'll bounce over there. I do think Braves end up beating the Phillies. I'll just call it what it is. But yeah. now let's move over to the Dodgers, Diamondbacks. I don't know if the Diamondbacks – they're going into Arizona now. I don't know if the Diamondbacks can sweep the Dodgers. Um, I think that's a tall order because the Dodgers are just so good. However, I Diamondbacks are my team to win the World Series this year. Reason being is they were hot really early on. Mm-hmm. They were the best team in baseball for a good point there at the beginning of the season. Really good. And then they fell off a little bit. Yes, you know, they fell off. They did um, have to get into the wild card only, and they didn't, you know, finish at the top. But with that being said, they're striding at the right time. Like the Braves, they've been good almost all year long. You know, they're just consistent. Yes, they've been putting it on late again here at the end of the season. But I like how the Diamondbacks have been fighting back, and they've—I I really like them right now. I—I I, I have them going to the World Series, and I'm just going to make a wild pick: is the D-backs are going to take this? Take it. Uh, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I like it. Oh, it'll probably go six at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I mean that game one where the Diamondbacks are just literally lighting up Kershaw. Like I—I I feel like that was kind of the. I don't want to say passing of the torch because it's not like Arizona's a super young team or anything, but it just felt like a almost like a change into the guard, right? Like, because everybody was like, oh, Diamondbacks are good, but it was kind of the Orioles thing where it was like, Orioles have been good all year, but I don't know. They haven't had, they haven't been the playoffs. And you just heard everybody. It's the same shit that happens every year with the Cowboys, every year with the fucking Yankees, every year with the lakers like everybody just tries to get the 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 second one of those teams are in the playoffs it's just becomes the coverage of it just becomes super popular team in sports uh is going to the world series and then it happens where the diamondbacks just blow the doors off them and then not only that then the you know, very next game, they still win 4-2. And like Casino said, I think it doesn't – I don't think it's a sweep because the next two games are in L.A., but if Arizona can just – they just need one in L.A. or to just win one at home, like, I think they can do that. Uh, I, don't I do too. Question. I think it's right. 100%. So, uh, so with that, like I'm saying, do you think Arizona – do you think Arizona, if it comes Arizona Braves, do you think they can beat the Braves? I think whoever wins the NL, I think whoever wins the NL is going to win the whole thing. And that will be either whether it's the Braves or or the Diamondbacks. And like I said, I'm pushing for Diamondbacks, um, not just pushing and wanting them to win. I think they can do it. And I like the other teams in the, in the on the other side. I like the Rangers um, out of that side. I know we don't care for Texas teams, but... I mean, out of good. all of them, <laughs> they're good. Out of all of them, I wouldn't mind seeing the Rangers win. To be honest, uh, I don't okay. Care so any- then, uh, just do your ranking I mean, of I, teams left 
one to first to last of who you want to see win the World Series. Just of the teams left. Who I want to see win the World Series? Yes. From want to to least want to. Um, Want to, Diamondbacks, Braves, Phillies. So Diamondbacks, Braves, Phillies. Uh, Then probably Rangers, Twins, Dodgers, Astros. Yeah. Uh, ours are exactly the same, except I would obviously put Phillies first, uh, Arizona so second. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> well, our last ones are our first ones. I would just switch Phillies and Arizona, and then probably the Twins third, and then I don't really give a shit about the rest. So, yeah, but I'll tell so you they're what, not exactly the same. They're completely different. <laughs> well, I agree with you with Houston last. <laughs> Uh, with Dodgers uh, second to last, and then yeah, probably Braves. You said Braves third last, right? No, uh, Braves are my the second team I would like to win. Oh no, um, my 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 dad's my dad's best friend, so my uncle per se. You know, I grew up as knowing him as uncle. Um, he's a die diehard diehard Braves fan, um, and he kind of got me like a semi Braves fan uh, back when like Chipper Jones was playing, and I enjoyed watching him play. So. I'm a semi Braves fans when my teams are out of it. So, which also we can use this as a transition point to start talking about the NHL because the scheduling other leagues are so fucking dumb when it comes to how and when they schedule their games. This is why the NFL is king. The NFL goes, there's one game this day, one game this day, and then there's one full day where we play everything, right? College football the same way. They have all the games on one day and then the marquee game at the end of the night. With fucking the NHL, why are we starting the season? Oh, uh, don't even get me going with this. Why the fuck are we starting the season opener at 8 o'clock when we have to do a 20-minute ring ceremony, we know I'll to tell you it. why. I'll tell you why. And it's – it's there's first off, the Knights should have been the first game of the season. Like, they should have been. 100%. However, I'm, I'm, I'm fine that they put the Blackhawks and the Penguins in there um, before them and on the same day just because it's East Coast and then we have the West Coast game. So I'm okay with that. I have no – and I'll explain because Blackhawks got Connor Bedard – you know, he's supposed to be the next, he's supposed to be the next, um, um, Connor McDavid, you know, the next Gretzky, like basically, well, Gretzky was not picked early. Gretzky was work hard and secret gem, but, um, um, but like, yeah, like I said, uh, Connor McDavid. So he's the number one draft pick. He's a young kid that is NHL ready. He presents himself as NHL ready and, so I know they wanted to highlight him because he's a generational player and he was going up against Sidney Crosby, who's an absolute legend in hockey. He's going to be yeah. a first ballot hall of famer all day. So I understand that. What I don't understand is predators and lightning two teams that I predators aren't going to make the playoffs. That's my choice. Um, lightning. They may, maybe, maybe be a wild card team. But so two teams that are potentially not going to be in the playoffs, why would they start them as a season opener? Don't understand that at all. And they're all on the same channel, which would just stupid. But this yeah. is what they should have done. If you want to do the East Coast with Connor Bedard and um, Sidney Crosby, totally get it. Generational player, uh, Hall of Fame legend. 
play them a little bit earlier, just a little bit earlier, like an hour. You could go an hour, hour and a half, and everything would have been completely dandy, 100%. We did not need the Predators and Lightning to start off the NHL season. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But again, Blackhawks, Penguins, that was a good game. Penguins were up 2-0. It was a great game. And then all of a sudden, the Blackhawks came back, and then they they won it. The, the fourth goal was an open netter, um, but it was an absolute great game. Uh, Connor Bedard um, finished the night uh, with a point, like absolutely fantastic. Like he played, he played great. So first, first NHL game of all um, of his career outside of preseason. And he gets a point already, like five shots on goal. Great. And he had an assist, uh, no goals for him, but you know, he did, he did get them going with the, with the first goal, which helped the momentum for the Blackhawks to come back and win. It's awesome. Um, they did put up a stat, which was kind of funny. Um, when he got his first uh, point, um, being the assist, because uh, you get it points from goals and assists. They showed okay. Connor uh, Connor Bedard's um, uh, Connor Bedard's uh, first NHL point, um, or it said Connor Bedard one point in the NHL, like in his career, and then right under it, it was Sidney Crosby, and it's like one thousand five hundred and thirty something points in his in his career, and I was like. That's pretty cool. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so that all being said, their scheduling is fucking dumb. But you know what? It's hard for the NHL to compete against the NBA, um, even though it's only preseason shit. But you have MLB and the NFL. Like, you know, it, it's tough for it's tough for NHL. They're, nobody cares. Nobody cares about the NHL except for diehard hockey fans. But I'm also but I was saying I was starting this in baseball because it's for both. Again, we have three playoff games tonight, right? Or three uh, MLB playoff games tonight. The first game starts at two, our time. This is West Coast time. The first game starts at 2.07 p.m. The second game starts at 4.07 p.m. And the third game starts at 6.07 p.m. Most people work nine to five. So nine right now, <laughs> yeah, right now, almost or almost all three games start before either most people get off work or the third game starts an hour after most people get off work so you're starting literally your three most watch you know potential to be most watch games of the season which is your playoffs where more people watch the playoffs of sports than they do regular season games so right there especially mlb yeah Right there, completely on the West Coast, you're like, oh, let's start this game at fucking noon. Why? You have seven days a week. You can't put two games a night and just do what NBA or NHL usually does, which is you have the East Coast game and then you have the West Coast game, right? And it's like the East Coast game starts at four and then the West Coast game starts at seven. And with baseball and hockey being usually shorter, you can start them a little bit later and then you can just, I don't know, get more people to watch your fucking games. I thought that was the fucking whole point of putting it on television is to have people watching them. Right. So put it at fucking lunchtime and a fucking Wednesday. Like you're, you're, what you're, are we doing you're, here? I love when your camera has trouble following your hands during a BJ rant. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, just because I'm hitting the desk and it's like moves <laughs> my, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the last night thing, it was like, oh, the Golden Knights are celebrating their first ever Stanley Cup 
it's a big moment and it's like oh hey this game is going to finish at 2 30 a.m on the east coast like the fuck are we doing here why are we do why are we doing this like i feel like scheduling just in everything is so fucking dumb it either starts so early or so late that you miss the entire window where the only people who when they watch tv watch it in that time frame like what are we doing what are we doing casino anyway i mean because it was 45 minutes late uh to start puck drop (laughs) but Uh, not even to puck drop like it was 45 minutes late to start the ceremony but i'm you know what as somebody who was at, at work watching it you know i was worried and i had my espn plus up i i had it like streaming from the computer in the office to the tv even though it was on espn just because i wanted to make sure that we didn't miss anything well they didn't start anything on espn plus until this uh penguins blackhawks game was over yeah um but um so going to the golden knights man what a show Obviously, they didn't show all of like the highlights because apparently there was just a massive, a massive amounts of uh, pre-game like highlights on the Megatron and all that stuff, uh, which was super cool. Um, but if you missed it, go check it out. The banner raising ceremony was just true, awesome Vegas, and I no joke. I think that banner is the tits. Like it, it is legit. Cool. Yeah, the sagebrush on the side, like it is awesome looking so if you missed it how they did it was obviously you have the captain come out with the stanley cup mark stones raising it everybody's excited blah blah blah. he puts it on a uh, table right next to a giant slot machine which was awesome and it had different things on the slot machine like the vegas logo the stanley cup all the other things and uh so he goes over there and he pulls the lever it starts going and it hits three stanley cups in a row and the banner starts to raise up and out of the back of this giant slot machine. Super cool idea. Um, and you know what I liked about this is, and I'll transition this into um, why I think Vegas is going to be so good this year. Um, everybody that was on the ice that was playing, it wasn't all starters from last year, but everybody that was on the ice did get their name on the cup because they played enough games. So it wasn't like where you had some transfers coming in, you know, via trade or whatever, or, or brought up from the minors that weren't going to enjoy the ceremony because they weren't on the cup. There it is. That is so legit. That is so good. Cool. It does look very good. Um, but uh, so everybody that was on the ice was enjoying that ceremony because they all had their names put on the cup. It wasn't like you had one guy that was just like, ah, you know, this is cool for the team, but now, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with me. I wasn't here last year or I wasn't, you know, on the team long enough to or play enough games to get on the cup. So that was really cool to see. I was really, really happy to see that. Um, yeah. And I think Vegas can be really good because they they didn't really lose anybody. And the, the people they lost came and filled it in right for them. So um, with that being said, um, the so the Knights. They lost Riley Smith to the Penguins um, in the or right at the end of the season, but they had to bring up a guy to fill in a spot. But they already replaced Riley Smith's position with uh, Ivan Barbashev. Absolutely phenomenal player. He had a hell of a night. Um, he had the second goal. I think that was the second goal. He looks fantastic. So 
The Knights have just looked great. They were down two of their starting defensemen already because they got injured during preseason. But the team didn't look like they were down any players at all because they have so many players coming up from minors that they can just plug in that have already been in the team. Like I said, they played enough games last year to be on the cup. So really cool moment last night. They absolutely handled the Kraken, who I think is going to be a really good team this year. Um, I think they may take a slight step back um, from last year because they were a 100-point team last year. But I still think they're going to be a really good team. I do. They, they make the playoffs again. And the only thing is I do think the Kraken, the teams that play them, it was kind of like the Knights the first year. They were, weren't expecting the Kraken to be good last year, and they didn't take them seriously. And the Kraken kicked their ass and was able to get a 100-point season to make the playoffs. So <sighs> there it is with the Golden Knights. Um, All right. Who, so before, uh... we get, before we get into the predictions, we do need to talk about very sad news in the NHL world, and not just the NHL world, but ESPN world all in all. Um, Barry Melrose, super famous dude in hockey world. He was a player. He was a coach. He's been an ESPN announcer for years and years um he is stepping away uh due to parkinson's disease um just got diagnosed so i mean it, it's still early on but he is going to step away from broadcasting uh, man i mean they and everybody like people from the nba people from the nfl like jj watt like posted something really nice about like even if you don't follow hockey I guarantee you, you've listened to a Barry Melrose. If you watch any sort of ESPN or any sorts of sports TV, you have watched a Barry Melrose breakdown of a hockey night. Guarantee. Yeah. And he has always had great hair, always had great facial hair. I mean, always. I mean, we say, yeah, I mean, he still has. He's not dead. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, but I'm saying always has. He's, he's, for 67 years old, he's a very handsome older man. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm saying a couple oh, yeah. drinks in, maybe we're at a bar, maybe start talking some hockey. One thing dude, leads his, to another. His slick back hair is like, dude, absolute legend. And what I love about that with the slick back hair is he he keeps enough white and gray there, even though he he does throw some color in it uh, to darken it up. But he keeps enough in there to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little old, but I want to I want to look salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah, um, but. Yeah, I always loved him. He always was a really good, you know, like how some people, when they're talking about sports, they've either played or coached. Like, for example, like Jason Garrett, when he's on like the Sunday night football on NBC or whatever, you're like, why are you fucking talking? Like, nobody respects <laughs> what you're like. Why are you right. giving your opinion? It never <laughs> felt like that with him. It always felt like he would always give you good analysis and he was really good at explaining what either happened or was going to happen to people who didn't follow hockey. So I feel like oh. that's why everybody. And that's what him. I'm saying is like, yeah, even if you don't watch hockey, I guarantee you, you paid attention to if, if you watch ESPN at all it, and don't follow hockey, I guarantee you, you actually follow and paid attention to at least one Barry Melrose um, breakdown of a, of a hockey night. He brought you in with the looks and then he oh. kept you there with the wisdom. Right. Uh-huh. So, yeah, hopefully he's okay because, yeah, he was always uh, always on ESPN. He was one of my favorite analysts of all sports. Like, Oh, yeah, across of all sports. Yeah. So. Uh, but now we uh, transition <sighs> Casino to picks for the season, who you have going to the Stanley Cup. And like your Lions pick, it will be locked in stone 
until the end of the season. Okay. All right. Do it. it. I mean, we're not going to even go. Oh, we're just going to go straight to the Stanley Cup final. So you're not going to have me break down everything else? Nope. Just straight to the Stanley Cup. Knights versus Devils. Oh. Now we know you uh, love the Knights. They're basically bringing back everybody from last year. They won the Stanley Cup. That one is obvious. Why the Devils? Uh, really good team. Uh, they had already, I mean, they did really well last year. They made the playoffs. Uh, yes, they have to go through the Hurricanes, and Hurricanes were my pick last year. And I still think the Hurricanes could very easily make it there as well. But I do like the Devils. I, I just I, I just feel like they have a little bit more oomph going into this season um, than a couple of okay, – the Canes, they were expected to win last year. Um, I think that hurt them a little bit. I think they're going to taper back. Uh, the Devils, they were some people's picks – you know, but they weren't the pick to win it. But I, I like the Devils. I see them coming out of the Metropolitan uh, towards the top. I, I'll be honest. I think the Canes may still come out number one on that Metropolitan Division. But I, I do see, I yeah, I do see the Devils coming out and uh, making the Cup. And obviously, I, I'm going the Knights. And a lot of people don't like this call. They're like, oh, you're just doing it because they're your team. You know you want them to go back to back. And I'm like, yes, obviously that, but no, because they're also a damn good team. They didn't lose almost anybody as is what I've already said. They're, they're pretty much the same exact team and the players, the couple players that they have lost either weren't meaningful or they've already filled that position. So before the even season ended. So it's crazy on how many players that the Knights had that didn't play in the Stanley cup finals. But they still played a couple games in the playoffs. But the reason being is, oh, my baby's about to wake you up. Um, <laughs> he's 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 right over here. But um, you have there were so many players that were left off the final roster going into the final couple games because they were so deep. They they had three or four people that could easily have been starting Game Five of the Stanley Cup Final but they were just so stacked. Like they, they're just so well balanced. And I really truly think that's going to be the same thing this year where you're going to have, as long as players still stay healthy ish, but where it's going to be, you're not going to have a superstar player where they're going to score, you know, 40 point, uh, 40 goals, you know, 40 goals and X amount of assists. They're going to, I'll be surprised if we have a 30 point, uh, 30 goal scorer this year. I really would be going into the playoffs. Um, mm. But, I mean, you did have Eichel score last night, um, who's finally going to hit his stride. He's got a playoff season. He's got a playoffs under his belt finally, and he really bought into the team dynamic going into the playoffs. Um, he was not – didn't win the Smythe. He was not the MVP. Marcia Holt was, who also scored last night. Looks fantastic. So, MVP rerun, we'll see. But – um yeah, no, they look. They just look good. They look really good. But obviously, you have really good teams that are going to be going after them. So I'm going to start getting into my breakdown here. Um, so Central Division going. We're going to start off in the uh, West Coast because I'm already over here on this page. For me personally, I know that you don't probably have your picks because you don't follow it as much as I do. I um, do not. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, so coming out of the West. 
This is how I have it. I have Avalanche topping it out. Avalanche are going to be a great team. They were a little banged up last year, but they're going to come on out. They're going to win that Central Division, um, followed closely by the Stars. Yeah, I don't like the Stars, and I don't like Texas teams, and I hate almost all their players um, because a lot of them played for the Sharks and just like, just can't stand most of the Stars players, and I don't like their coach, who was our previous coach for the Knights. But I do think they get the second spot coming out of the Central. Then it's kind of a toss-up. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Wild, Minnesota Wild. They're taking some right steps to be better. Um, I, I feel like it's a big drop-off over on that side, but I do think that the Star or uh, the Wild get that number three spot in the Central. Um, we'll see that. We'll see how that goes. So moving on to the Pacific, obviously, Golden Knights, I think they're going to have an absolute stellar of a year. Uh, I have them winning the Pacific, but closely, and I mean close, followed by the Oilers. So apparently, um, this came out not too long ago and I heard it. So after the Vegas Knights beat the Oilers in the playoffs last year, um, and a lot of people thought whoever won that game, and they were right, whoever won that um, series was going to win the Cup. Turned out to be that way. But the, apparently, ooh, ouch. <laughs> oh, that really hurt, actually. Ooh, that burned. Huh. Um, Connor McDavid, he shut the doors, and he was like, not again. Like, we're this is not going to happen. Like, we're going to go, and we're going to win this thing next year. Apparently, they are it, – it's it's cup or bust. Like, if they don't win it this year, that team is going to be just ripped apart. Everybody's going to go elsewhere. I think this is the last last shot for the Oilers, and if they don't get it, it's over. It's absolutely over, and I'm worried for them. But, you know, that makes them a very dangerous team. That makes them an extremely dangerous team. I mean, they had a historic power play last year. Um, we'll see if they can do that again. But, you know, that's that's why the Knights, in my opinion, won that series was they're more – the Knights are more well-balanced, and you don't you can't just win off of two players no matter how good Dreisaitl and McDavid were or are. Um, then – so for three, I do have – I've been going back and forth either between Seattle or the Kings. I'm going to go with the Kings coming in the third spot there. Um, I finally settled on that. Uh, I think they're going to be good, That's, but not that great. We'll see. They picked up a, good, a few good players, but, again, they're, gonna top, they're going top-heavy. Um, so then I guess my t- couple wild cards there, um, I'll choose my wild cards. I'm going to go Seattle for the first wild card spot and I'm going to go Calgary. I'm going to go with the Calgary flames as my second wild card spot. Those are my picks down. You should be. I mean, I already wrote them down, so you don't have to, but. Oh, okay. I just wrote down your, your Stanley cup pick. So, yeah. So that's where I'm going with my Western conference. If we want to roll over in the Eastern real quick, so we can move on to college football and then the NFL, because we're already running long, but we said it was going to be a long episode. Um, We'll probably break this into two episodes where we'll do sports and then NFL. So like sports and then NFL. (laughs) That was with that hand motion. I didn't understand it until you did that, but now I get it. I Uh, get it. So... So, all right, moving on to the Atlantic division here. Um, I do think coming out of the Atlantic, 
I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I think the Maple Leafs, Toronto Maple Leafs, home of the cut, like home of hockey. <sighs> They're going to blow it in the playoffs, but I do think they will. I think they win the Atlantic division. Um, I think they win the Atlantic. I'm going to go with the Bruins right behind them, um, which is surprising because Bruins lost a lot of their good players, but they still have the best duo uh, when it comes to uh, they still got great players, and then they still have the best tandem when it comes to uh, goalies. So, I mean, they have a Vesna winning trophy winner from last year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, then from there, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say the Panthers. Yes, uh, I know. I, I that's a bold prediction because I think they're going to digress a little bit. Um, because two years ago, they won the President's Trophy. They were great. Last year, they barely made the playoffs. They did make the finals, but then they got absolutely manhandled. So I think they're going to slowly taper off, but I do think they make the playoffs as a three um, and go from there. So now moving over to the Metropolitan Division, I do think I'm going to have the Canes winning the Metropolitan. Uh, Devils right behind them. And then I'm going to go Rangers right after that. And then... Uh, for the uh, wild card, I am going to pick the Penguins. I don't think they're that great of a team, but they have a lot, a lot of leadership and veteran players, which was always going to help you get into, you know, into the playoffs. And then the last team to make the playoffs would be barely making it is going to be the Lightning. That's where I'm at. Um, so I do have the Lightning, I guess, making it, but it's going to be close. So those are all my picks for the NHL season. But then, like I said, it's going to come down to the Knights and Devils in the Stanley Cup. And I do think Vegas is going to repeat, not because I'm just a fan, but I like the team. The team did not change. If they stay healthy, all they're going to do is keep progressing because now they are going to be, they have a year working in those lines together. Um, They have a whole playoffs working those lines together and they're going to do really well. I, I think that as long as people stay healthy, they're just going to continue with their chemistry and they're going to be lethal. Some of those passes last night, like the breakout pass for break for Baden McNabb to uh, Ivan Barbashev last night, just complete cross ice from one blue line to the other. Beautiful, beautiful pass. And nobody saw that coming. And normally I can see plays really well. And that was just like, he just believed that he was there, chucked it. So yeah, I have the Knights winning it, repeating. So that's where I'm uh, at, and that is my NHL on the ice. Cool, cool roundup. I don't know. I'm just trying to go with cold puns. <laughs> Shut up, wife. I love you. I mean, um, you, continue on that. I'll be right back. Instead of nailing it, you ice picked it, right? But walked away from my joke. Uh, but. While Casino was breaking down the NHL, I figured out how to do chapters. So if you haven't noticed yet, you can look in our uh, uh, look down below. You can jump to the section you want to jump to, uh, which speaking of right now, we are going to start talking about college football. Let me write down when that starts. And this past weekend, a lot of, I wouldn't say marquee games. I would say a lot of 
good games. I mean, we thought that Minnesota-Michigan would be more of a fight than it actually was. It was not. Michigan blew out Minnesota 52-10. to 10. Yes. We thought Georgia-Kentucky would at least be competitive. It was not. Georgia nope. blew out Kentucky 51-13. to 13. So our, our uh, proclamations that Georgia and Michigan aren't the two best teams in the nation right now – took a little bit of a hit, a little bit of a hit. And each week it looks like a bad take, which is what this show's all about. Bad takes, right? But, <laughs> uh, however, the game, there were two games of the weekend that I would like to talk to you about Casino. And then, yes. of course, at the end of that, we have to talk about the Georgia Tech-Miami game, which is just astounding. But the two games I did want to talk to you about was uh, the Tech, this Oklahoma game. Oklahoma wins. Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma wins thirty-four to thirty, and at the literally the last play of the game. Right. Uh, we, I, we we both thought Texas was going to pull this off, but yeah. we did say it was going to be close, and we wouldn't be shocked if Oklahoma won. No, Oklahoma is good. I just so thought now this was right. So destined. going off what I said last episode, do you think now? With the remaining schedule, as long as there's not a – you can't fuck up. Do you think Oklahoma can realistically go undefeated? I think they can go undefeated, and I think they – honestly, I don't even think they need to go undefeated because, again, right now in the standings well, – if, if they Right, but if the, the rest of the teams aren't that great that they go up against, if they lose to one of them, that's going to hurt. That's true. But we always we forget that Ohio State's three, Michigan is two. They're going to play each other. They might play each other twice, right? Or no, they would have to play in the playoffs again. But when they do play well, each yeah, other. But look what happened last year. They both made it. Yeah, that's a good point. But I do think that Oklahoma, because again, it's all about like the big name schools. Oklahoma has, that's a nice hat. Thank Oklahoma you. has enough cachet to, if they lose a close game to a division rival or whatever, I still feel like the case can be made to get them in there. But at the moment, let's look at the rest of their schedule. They play U, uh, UCF, Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Oh, BYU and TCU. So really, they realistically they should roll through all these teams, right? I don't even think any of these teams. And and, and Texas has an easier schedule as well. So I felt like, yeah, whoever won this going undefeated at this point, they have they have their say to make the the title, the run for the title. Yeah, and I do. I don't know. BYU's four and one right now. They're kind of they're feisty. They're feisty. uh, Clemson. Yeah, I mean, I like BYU. They play Kansas. Kansas is 23rd in the nation right now. I think they're 5 and 1, right? If I last time I looked, I, I believe don't it know. was 5 and 1. Yeah, they're 5 and 1. The only team they lost to was Texas where they got annihilated. So, realistically, Oklahoma should annihilate them. Oh, but Oklahoma. <laughs> I do think BYU and and then obviously Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. There's that rivalry. Oh, but... Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. <laughs> Sorry, uh... <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop with the Oklahoma thing. It's just so much fun to say. Uh, but yeah, as far as in the Big Twelve right now, I mean, they just beat Texas. They still have to beat Kansas. They still have to beat BYU, which it's 
still insane that BYU is in the Big 12, but whatever. And then they have to beat Oklahoma State. They play US uh, UCF this weekend. Oklahoma should run the table, I think, fairly easily. And then it's going to come down to the winner of uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and then most likely Georgia, right? And then that – but the interesting one is who's that fourth team going to be? Alabama. Right now, Alabama. Roll well, Right now, it's Florida State. They uh, destroyed uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, this weekend but then also you have USC kind of looming there and that was the other game I wanted to talk to you about casino uh 6-0 USC stays undefeated after surviving in OT uh, against Arizona I watched pretty much from the second quarter on to this game and Arizona I really thought had them I thought there was a couple points in that game where Caleb Williams did not have a good game at all. He was only 14 for 25, 219 yards, one touchdown. The guy on Arizona, uh, his name is Fafita, okay? He goes 25 for 35, 303 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. So he was on fire. Caleb Williams uh, looked... Yeah, that was probably one of his worst games I've seen him play, and he didn't even look that bad. But just other games, he's looked so great, and especially against Arizona, who is a 3-3 three and three team that is kind of just one of those college football teams where you're just like, I don't know, are they good or are they bad? Every week they either or show up like this and lose or they get annihilated or blow out, but whatever. Uh, but as far as USC goes, it's been shown – In that Colorado game, now in this Arizona game, I believe there was another game they played. Let me look at their schedule. I think it was against Utah, wasn't it? No, it was against – oh, it was against Tulane. No, that was last year. I'm sorry. It was against Arizona State where like halftime they were tied uh, where you can pass on this USC defense. I think their defense is suspect. I think their back end especially, you can light them up. And especially when USC this coming weekend, uh, or no, do they get the bye this weekend? No, no. This coming week, they play Notre Dame. Then they play Utah. Oh, yeah, no, that's going to be a good game. And then they finish. I feel bad for Notre Dame. They were so good this year, and they've just just fumbled up, which I'm going to lead into. Well, they if they they beat USC this weekend, which I think they have a real possibility to do, but the the USC schedule compared to the other teams we've talked about is just fucking brutal. They play 21 ranked Notre Dame, 16 ranked Utah, then they play at Cal, then they play 7th ranked Washington, 8th ranked Oregon and 18th ranked UCLA. So they literally finished the season against the ten or against the seventh, the eighth, and the eighteenth ranked school, and then they have to go win the Pac-12 championship. So that's dude, that is a brutal, brutal schedule for USC. But now we have to talk about a casino. We have to talk about the game of the weekend. That was game of the weekend just for the uh, a call at the end of the game that no one can explain dude, why dude, it happened this, this is worse than throwing the ball at the 2 yard line fucking not giving it to Marshawn Lynch like this is <laughs> yeah. now i mean obviously not because you know lost circumstances Super Bowl. and yeah but dude 
bad call. I'm going to console my child while you <laughs> talk about this. Um, but then we got to talk about is coach's job on the line for that call. Go. Yeah. So the game was, I believe it was, uh, four. So it was 17 to 20, I believe. All Miami had to do again, Miami going into this game was four and oh against Georgia Tech. Miami quarterback Van Dyke had thrown three interceptions, one touchdown, uh, less than 300 yards, just had a rough game. And again, Miami, Georgia Tech is much like Arizona, uh, three and three, kind of like a whatever team. So they're playing, it gets to the fourth quarter. All they have to do is I believe two kneel downs and it runs out the clock. And then Miami walks away with a 20 to 17 victory. Again, not impressive, especially against this Georgia tech team, but at least a win is a win, right? We'll get to that in when it comes to the NFL, but a win is a win. Instead of doing two kneel downs to bleed the clock and walk away with a win, they decide to run it up the middle with their running back you can listen to the radio calls for both teams from this game. You can listen to the TV announcers. I think you can listen to a national call. You, all of these guys who do this for a living, right? Call all these games, watch all these games are just like, what the fuck are they doing? Like you can hear it all in their voice. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you running the ball? There's still not been a justification of why the coach called this play or the offensive coordinator called this play. Who fucking knows? The Florida State guy goes up the middle, fumbles. Georgia Tech gets the ball back. Again, everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? And then Georgia, I think, takes two or three plays, gets the game-winning touchdown, and then it's like, uh, I heard Miami was trying out a new uniform combination in this game, immediately retired that uniform co combination because obviously you introduce a new uniform and you lose in this kind of fashion. That's a cursed uniform forever, right? Like never wear that uniform again. Uh, uh, you're on mute casino, but anyway, so what I was going to, you, you said that he didn't address, he did, he did talk to the media, the coach, uh, Coach Cristobal, and he was just like, I made the wrong call. I take full ownership. Uh, this is in quotes. I take yeah, full what's ownership. what's the justification for it right. is my in, question. In not taking a knee and giving them the opportunity to have a couple extra plays and um, preventing us from sealing the win. No. Yeah, no. He's like, both coaches and players showed up with tremendous attitude, which is not surprising to get right back to work and, and go get better and all focus on the improvement and getting ready for our opportunity this weekend. Like, Dude, you you fucked up, man. Like you you, dude. Like I just don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. Nobody gets it. All as I'm just scrolling, like after that, every single thing is just everybody just yelling at him, yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, like I, and again, I don't. If he would have come out and been like, even even the dumbest justification you could at least see his point of view because you could be like oh okay it was a dumb justification but this is what he thought right, right and i but, feel bad for the kid that that fumbled it i mean but it's not him that wasn't on him no he shouldn't have been in that position to begin with and again it's different in college compared to pro where like college most of these guys this is the last football they're ever going to play right so i don't know how good the miami running back is but he might just be 
a good college guy who never goes to the NFL and like this is his lasting legacy kind of thing. And then he's always going to be remembered right. for this, for one of the dumbest football plays ever. And again, like you said, not his fault. Like the play shouldn't right. have been called in the first place. Like it right. was just why are <sighs> in this year? But, but <laughs> I, uh, I, I I called your butt at the same time. <laughs> uh, we're an hour in. I think that is a great stopping point. From going from one episode to the second episode, it pretty much is going to be a three-episode week. Um, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Um, let's uh, let's just dive into it. Let's dive into well, it. Wait, I want to know where what, you didn't what? do the you didn't do the thing, and the second episode starts right now, and then. <laughs> uh, so fascinating. Can we, try the, can we try that again one more time? Yes. Ready? Uh, and I'm not editing this. We're keeping it in. Yeah, oh, we're going to do drinks. Let's yeah. turn towards each other. And that second episode starts right now. Actually, I might I, I didn't out the other I, stuff. That was good. Dude, I didn't know where the, the camera was. So I'm just like, I'm looking around for it. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about a wild week in the NFL casino. Uh, because... First Your off, boy. I want to know how we did. I want to know how we did because I did not follow because I forgot who I picked. Now, going into last week's episode, it was a 40 to 26 Ooh. versus a 34 and 31. Casino had 40 correct picks compared to my measly 34 because he had a monster week uh, three that is 13 wins. Yeah, which is just shaking the very foundation of this game. But going into this weekend, Casino and I had five different or five games with different picks. And of those five games, Casino, I won one, two, three. I won three of the five, which means... uh. But that doesn't make any sense because, oh, you won two. Yes. So I finished this week with eight wins. You finished it with seven. So not too bad. I did, however, do the reverse jinx for my Eagles, which is Let's Eagles, talk about Rams. that real quick, though. How, did, how, did, how was your trip? Like, let's talk about that. We've been was, talking about sports just nonstop for an hour. I want to hear about your trip. How was that? First uh, the NFL game, trip of all time. Yeah. The Let's game was it. very good. It was a very, uh, what is it? Uh, very, that stadium is fucking beautiful. Like that is uh SoFi stadium is a well, really it's brand, fucking it's nice brand stadium. new. Yeah. And, but it looks, I mean, it's incredible. It's a really great, uh, place to watch football. Like we got pretty good seats for where we were sitting. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say it was hands down. Uh, one of the loudest crowds I've been in in a long time, and it was because it was about 85% Eagles fans. Oh, we knew there that was going to be the case. We knew, I mean, we knew it was going to be the case, but there was points during the game where Jalen Hurts was, like, telling the crowd to, like, quiet down. Again, it's an away game for the Eagles. Uh, Hurts is telling the crowd to calm down, and the place just goes silent. And then there's parts where AJ Brown was like hyping up the crowd and the it's so fucking loud. Like the stadium is shaking and like your ears start ringing. So 
this how sound travels in there absolutely amazing uh the food there really fucking good i had a chili uh raya uh whatever the fuck it is a chili reynos i don't know uh, a chili Viano. there you go uh burrito or whatever which is a i'm top, cultured there you go which is a top three burrito i've had in my life fucking delicious Oh, yeah. absolutely delicious but the game was awesome after well, let me ask you were they anaheim green chilies or were they did they get the good green chilies out of new mexico the hatch uh and it makes like... them, it, it makes and breaks a chili Riano. no the chili it was a top tier chili so whichever one you think is top tier that was that oh one it's was hatch in there. yeah it was it, it wasn't it was the anaheim i guarantee it <laughs> But it was it was really good. The game itself was uh was really good. The second the Eagles scored uh before halftime, I was like, they're winning this game. Because all during the first quarter, I was like, fuck, the Eagles are gonna lose this game by allowing 900 slants to either Cooper Cup or uh Puka, right? Like this whole game is just gonna be the Eagles getting death by a thousand cuts from just five yard slants over and over again. But then after the second or once the third quarter started, the Eagles came out at halftime, completely neutralized everything to do with the Rams. And, and you know, what's crazy though is like Cooper cup and Puka did not have bad games like at all. Well, that cup, was all cup, in the cup, first cup half. Had, yeah. Cup. Yeah, that's true. All right, go, go. Yeah. Yeah, but it. like by well, that's why I thought, oh man, we're gonna get our 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 ass kicked, just like a slow, miserable death. Because the first quarter, literally, or the the end of the first half, Cooper Cup already had like I think a hundred yards because he, finished, he, was he just, finished with one hundred and eighteen yards, and uh, yeah, Puka finished with let me see here seventy one. Yeah, and I feel like all of those were in the first half because the second half, like I think they got Cooper uh, Cup like one or two more receptions for like a couple of yards and that was it. And then Puka really didn't do anything the rest of the game after that touchdown he caught. And then the, the Eagles, like the score again, the score is 23 to 14. The uh, hurts through a red zone interception that was not his best throw, but also a hell of a play by the cornerback. So you take that away and then at the end of the game, they just went for the uh, to like run out the clock instead of kicking the field goal or going Dude, for the their touchdown. Time of, the time of possession for that game was insane. It, it was th- basically thirty eight minutes to twenty two minutes. Like the yeah. Eagles had the offense. Eagle, the Eagles offense had the ball sixteen more minutes than the Rams, which is insane. That's dude. That's some phenomenal, phenomenal time uh, clock clock management. Like all day wonderful well and then the eagles also had 159 rush yards i was there live for the game i don't even remember them running it that much which was crazy like i felt like all their well, big half, plays were, well half of that was ones. jalen hurts it himself that's true but he also had that one run on third down that i mean blew the fucking roof off the stadium like and i'll tell you what uh, there's been a lot of talk, especially this week, about banning the uh, now lovingly dubbed uh, brotherly shove, right? Which is their one yard QB sneak or whatever. When they the get tush push. the tush push, the brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it, the QB sneak, when they get into that formation, I mean, 
the crowd goes fucking nuts. Oh, like every every I think they did it in this game alone like three times. All three times everybody rises, everybody stands, everybody's cheering and then when they convert it it's like a fucking party. So, I mean, if it, NFL, it's almost unstoppable. Dude, well, I'll tell you No, go ahead. No, uh, I was just going to say what it reminded me of and you know, obviously being a Patriot fan is one position that isn't utilized a lot is the fullback position. But there was a time period there where the Patriots fullback, every time that I saw him line up, I was just like, oh, oh, my God, like, this is going to be great. And he wasn't the one he was never uh, not never, but he wasn't always the one to run the ball in. It was he was just going to be the lead blocker, like standing right in front of the running back. And I, I love I love a good, hard play down the down the center. And then also I like football, too. Um, uh, I was really happy with Dallas Goddard. He had a great game. And finally, they utilize his ass. Finally yeah. utilize him. Like, so dude. good. I mean, A.J. Brown still had more reception yards, but Goddard over 100 yards, dude, on eight receptions. Killer. And a TD. Love it. I'm well, so glad that they put the, him in there. Um, and the best Swift in football, DeAndre Swift. Um, well, also just to touch on what you were talking about with AJ Brown, there were, there were, there was that one week where he was like seen like him and Jalen Hurts were arguing on the sidelines. Everybody made a big deal out of it. And Jalen Hurts and him were just both like, we're like best friends. We argue all the time. Like it's nothing right. Since that happened, they've played Tampa Bay, the commanders and the Rams in Tampa Bay, he had nine receptions, 131 yards. Commanders, he had nine receptions, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. This game against the Rams, he had six receptions, 127 yards. For every reception, his average right now is like around 20 yards per catch. Every catch he makes, he's had over 100, almost 30 yards per game. Like he's going, it really does feel, this is the first game and again, I watched the, I recorded it and then watched the replay of the game I was there live for to see if anything I missed. This really did feel like the first game the Eagles have had this season where their offense is finally like clicking. Cause like you said, before this game, they couldn't get Goddard really involved. And then AJ Brown, the past couple weeks, they've been getting him involved. And then Swift has been lights out this season. And then Hertz was finally throwing up, I mean, just, perfect spirals perfectly placed balls he was running when he needed to and he had that again that third down run that was like him lamar jackson and maybe one other guy in the entire league could like make that play gotcha but uh last thing i want to touch about on this game because we got a lot more to cover um was i since we've been talking about the whole kelsey brothers and all that and blah 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 jason kelsey did you see his blow up on the sideline yeah I love it, dude. dude I love uh, when people dude, are and I love his. Sidelines. But you know what? <laughs> I love his response to this. I just absolutely love it because you know, obviously, they got to ask, and um, he came out and you know talked about. It. He goes, "I'm not going to get into it. This is all in quotes. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I think that I love everybody in this building like a family. I've been here a very long time, and I think I just got a little too a little bit too heated. The red zone has been uh, has been frustrating. I think for everybody." You've left a lot of points on the board, and I let myself get too frustrated, too animated, and it wasn't productive. So for me, I cannot overstate this. 
I think I always get the most heated and the most um, uh, emphatic with the people that I love and respect. I don't know why that's the case. It's always been the case. So I love him. Like, I can't, I'll be honest, Travis Kelsey's a great player. I can't stand him. It's like, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm, yeah. I, I watched that. I watched the new heights now in, I'm like, Jason, I want to go on a fishing trip with you. I want to go camping. I want your wife and my wife to be best friends because I think they would be <laughs> awesome. Um, but I don't want anything to do with Travis Kelsey because he's too much of that, like, superstar. He he is perfect for Taylor Swift, and it's gross. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I completely agree. But uh, anyway, so I thought that was a great response to that because, I mean, it, it, that that's how that – you are, and you know what you, I love? You, you, I, I will say this. Out of all the people, and I've told you this before to your face, while we're yelling at each other, out of all of the people <laughs> that I know and love in my life, including my own immediate family, who I butt heads with my dad all the time because he's stubborn, I'm stubborn, but I love him to death. You are the person I argue with the most. And when I mean argue, I mean like heated, where people would be like, oh my God, they're never going to talk again. Like yeah. we curse at each which other, which is funny because Dude. we agree so much on this podcast, which, <laughs> it is. but it but, never but happens it... <laughs> outside of this podcast, <laughs> but we agree on most things. But when we don't agree on something, it's everybody true. watch out, like literally get your riot shields up because it's a bloodbath between us. Like it is absolutely, absolutely horrifying to watch. Um, anyway, just wanted to point that out that I understand what he's saying. Um, but I also like with that, I like when it's like veteran players who still get that no. heated about stuff like that because okay. you know and, people in that building are going to yes. pay attention to it. Right. And that's why I all, this is why I don't care for Josh McDaniels. And I've always like Brady was the offense, not Josh McDaniels is the amount of times Brady, especially later on in his career, but it happened throughout his whole career uh, with McDaniels is he always argued with McDaniels. He's always changing the place. And it shows McDaniel's not that great of a coach, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and there you go. And so I, I totally get that. And people respected Brady over that because it was like, now nah, we get what Brady's saying, like, eh, back off. Uh anyway, so let's let's just dive into it. Let's let's start off with some teams. We gotta we gotta roll, we gotta talk. I mean, let's do this. Um, uh where do you want to start? Uh actually, let's go to the marquee game of the week that ended up being not the marquee game the of the Patriots week. The Patriots because... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, because I want to tie the Eagles as one of the only two last unbeaten teams with the other unbeaten team, uh the San Francisco Loved 49ers. Every second of this game. So both... I watched it and I drooled over it. So both you and I had the 49ers winning against the Cowboys. Not only did they win, it was in blowout fashion, 42 to 10. It was also what made me salivate at this game was the entire talk coming into this week was, and we even addressed it last podcast where it was. Offense, defense. Well, it was Dak Prescott doesn't turn over the ball. Right, he's only had one turnover this entire season. Never I told you, I don't over. trust him. I don't trust him, and I'm, I love it. I love it. I love it. I fucking. Love and it. what we brought up was the one turnover he had was the one turnover that, of all the other guys, decided a winnable game, and he threw it into triple coverage, and it was picked off, and that was his one interception. So maybe don't hang your hat on that. So in this game. Dak Prescott, 14 for 24, 153 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. 
three interceptions. Now, I believe one of them was like a tipped one. But I don't again, care. Yeah, Protect the we, football. we still count it. Uh, but really, this was obviously the game of the 49ers. They won 42, dude, so they won by 32 they points. They should have put Cooper Rush in earlier. He was, dude, he was 100% on completion <laughs> attempt. He was two for two, eight yards. Put him Damn. in. I mean, no turnovers, though. Dude, so, no turnovers. And, dude, they're rushing. Like, Tony Pollard, 29 yards on eight carries. Like, absolutely crushed. Like, so, the Niners, is it safe to say the Niners are just the best team in the league? Interesting. Like, I know, I, I know interesting the Dolphins you say good, that, Casino. But. Uh, so, to tie in with the Eagles right now, I'm going to read you uh, a little thing I found this morning. So, as of this season, both the Eagles and 49ers are 5-0. and the 49ers uh, points per game, 33.4. The Eagles, 28.2. So it's about a difference of about four points. Total yards per game, the 49ers, I'm not going to do points, so it's just going to be the regular number. Uh, 403 total yards per game. The Eagles, 404. The 49ers, 246 pass yards per game. Eagles, 240. 49ers, 156 rush yards per game. Eagles, 164. So all of these stats, they go back and forth. They're literally within four of each other in every major statistical category. It's going to be great to watch. But what I keep hearing is, and I saw on ESPN this morning. It was the same as last year. Well, the 49ers are projected to win the NFC 55%, the Eagles are like at 13%. So what the fuck are people watching where they keep being like, Eagles look rough, man. Dude, they're just, five and oh, they look rough. And then they're we're just acting like the 49ers are so much better than them. They're the same in every stat category, and they're dude, separated I by I don't know, like five. I'm over it. I'm I'm over that. We know what's right. Um but I'm glad you brought up this game because I want to talk about some drama. I love drama. Drama. I hate drama, but this is fun drama. Oh, this is always, the one you called me yes, about. Yes, could, could you always allude to uh, the Niners, especially from last year, the Niners and the Eagles, like Niners being all meh, 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 meh to the Eagles and blah, blah, blah. Well, yes. all this started. Now there's some stuff between the Niners and the Cowboys. Of course, the Niners, whatever. Uh, George Kittle. I like Kittle. Uh <laughs> He wore a shirt that said "Fuck Dallas," um, which is awesome. <laughs> and uh, so after after seeing the shirt, uh, 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 Micah Parsons sent a message to the 49ers uh, uh, player, blah blah blah, about. Uh, so this is this is what Parsons says: If we see them again, just trust, and we're gonna put it just like that. I ain't gonna put it too much on it. Um, where is it? Uh, basically, he's he's all pissed off about. Um, yeah, it doesn't say more. It's like he, he's just really upset. I don't have the exact full quote, but he's upset about the shirt. He basically is like, "Oh, wait till we meet again." And it was like, "Dude, you just got your ass like handed to you, like absolutely handed to you." And then so Debo, <laughs> love it, love it. He just comes out and he goes. This is Debo's response to Parsons in response to Kittle. Just goes, it was already personal before that uh, before the game started. And now uh, 42 to 10, 
I don't think you want to see us again. It might be a little bit worse. I was like, damn. And obviously I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it perfectly here. I actually, I have the clip here. Um, here, hold on. I, I got the clip pulled up of Debo. Uh, let's turn the sound up here. <laughs> oh, we're getting our audio right here. It, it works better when you don't talk. Nope. Turns out it doesn't work at all. Can't hear a thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but no, we get what you're saying. Uh, uh, doesn't again, work. Try, try and field. Try and field. Again, the uh, the 49ers won't shut the fuck up about literally anybody. The difference is they actually did this one after a win, which is where you should talk shit. Maybe not re- after you get the response. Fucking- and so that's my thing is it was a response. Like, yeah, I'm all fine. I'm all for clapping fine, back after I'm, a blowout. Dude, clapping <laughs> back all day. I mean, clapping back. I mean, that's how I had kids. So, I mean, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> you did that tush push from behind clap back nine months later man <laughs> i guess i did I, I do like one philly thing there it is <laughs> Moving uh, on. weirdly enough it was the brotherly shove that led to the <laughs> i mean yeah, technically you, you, you were behind me and then yeah. or i was me. going with because you gave your your daughter a brother oh, brotherly shove. oh i was going with you were uh hit me from behind us I mean, if we want to talk about our personal life on this podcast, we can. (laughs) But uh, no, I just think that, yeah, just with all of that, it's so interesting, especially. That's that's the booze talking. (laughs) It's so interesting coming out of this game where it really felt like more. It felt like two ends of the spectrum, which was Dallas is not that bad. And then the other side of the argument was well, Dallas is not that bad if Dak plays okay, but he's not going to play okay. He's awful. Well, exactly. And then it also became the other thing where 49ers are the best team in the division or in the entire NFL. And it's like, have again, we talk about like strength of schedule and opponents or whatever. They've literally played the Giants, Cardinals, and then now the Cowboys. The Cowboys are their most most impressive ones, but their entire schedule is weak sauce, which I don't I don't uh, fault where, them where, for. Where can I pick some of that up? McDonald's? Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's speak it of. Let's move to your uh, team, Casino. They get uh, my favorite word. Shout out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the animated one. They got mollywopped by uh the new orleans saints 34 to 0 one week after the worst loss of bill bill belichick's coaching career he follows it up with maybe the worst Get the shut this, out at home yeah i think this was a worse loss than last week so i think no. this is new the official worst loss of the bill belichick era and second week in a row where they pull mac jones but yet they're going to still go with him at the game i'm going to this weekend Oh, yeah, what? That, I don't so, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I'm okay with it. Right now, they're sitting third pick in the NFL draft uh, behind I mean, Chicago needs to lose more and more and more uh, yeah. because Chicago with the Panthers trade pick, they're sitting one and two. And I, I mean, I don't think they should come off with, I don't think they, they should move off of Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is, especially this week, proven himself to, he's a good court. You need to protect him. He's scrambling. He's scrambling all the time. Get 
with those two picks, if you keep those two picks currently, get some players to protect him, get some players to compliment him. There's so much more that you can do for this Bears team. The quarterback is not the issue. I think he's, is he the best quarterback? No. Is he a quarterback that can progress you as long as you have decent pieces? Yes. That's my opinion on, on Justin Fields. That I, I don't hate the guy. I, I think he's a decent quarterback, but you got to do something. Uh, anyway, so going back to the Patriots here, they're sitting third, and I'm, I'm, oh, I am praying that we get one of those top two quarterbacks. I would love the USC guy, but even if the Bears do, you know, keep Justin Fields, I think they'll get the they'll take one of the quarterbacks um, with their top pick. I think they'll take Williams, you know, as somebody they can develop because they're not sure about Justin Fields, but whatever. But the Patriots, they need a tank. And they I'll I'll say it now and I'm gonna say it and you could get rid That's of Bel- Belichick. Be my next question. Get out get get rid of Belichick. He's done, oh, he's shit. old. Are you I mean, saying there's, there's talks of him even saying that he might step away? Like we I think he needs to be done for a while. I think he needs to be off the Patriots. They need to give it to um Bill O'Brien, put him back in, you know, back in in, in charge there, or give it over to um give it over to like Gerard Mayo, who I would love to see. Uh, he was one of my favorite players uh, when he was with the team. So a, a, a fresh face, a fresh mentality. And like, say if it goes to a player like Gerard Mayo or, and make him coach, you know, I, I do think he'll keep some of the Patriot New England format, but he, I think he will be a little bit more understanding of everything else. Um, I would really like him to see see him as coach, but I do think Bill Belichick needs to get out of there. I they they don't draft anybody they need to draft. They don't. We're sitting on our third year. They they he mishandled Mac Jones tremendously, who I think could had could have. I don't think anymore could have had potential in this league if they actually managed his coaching situation properly and gave him you know some proper pieces on offense. When you have your leading receiver. Um, I don't know if he's our leading receiver. I honestly don't know, and I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but Parker, as like your number one going into the season, or Juju Smith, what? What? Like, yeah. come on, man. I'm so, Juju over, Smith I'm so over this. The, and is your number is, one option? That's a problem. This is not me being upset because they were a dynasty for so long, and now they're trash. Fine. There's, there's ebbs and flow. I just was so happy that they had the 20-year high, which is awesome, which is, you know, I was 13 years old when they started going going off, which is cool. Um, so, like, when I was really starting to understand football, you know, my team that I have loved my whole life, it's now getting really good as I came into understanding the game. So I yeah. just got lucky that way. But, you know, I understand as a sports fan, there's ups and downs. Like, this is going to be the downtime for the Patriots for a long time, but that needs to have change. You need to have change to help come back up. And – Bill's not the answer. Bill is not the answer. They need to yeah. draft some players. They need to get some offensive weapons in there. Um, you could be the best defensive team in the league, but if you can't fucking score, it doesn't fucking matter. So, well, And then on the – that was a good Patriots rant. On the Saints side, Carr came back, <sighs> 18 for 26, 183 yards, two touchdowns. Kamara came back from uh, suspension, got right back to what he does, 22 carries, 80 yards, one touchdown. And then receiving, I believe he had 
up if I could just find that. He had oh, three for 17. Me. So, okay. no, he was uh, welcome back Alvin Kamara, uh, the Saints destroying the Patriots. That was one of the games we picked uh, differently. I picked the Saints. You picked the Patriots. As, like, I did the pick the Patriots. It was the last gasp. I If they wanted to have any – but now I'll probably go against the Patriots the rest of the season. Yeah. I, I honestly think I will. And this and maybe, maybe against the Jets. You know, little, maybe. I don't know. Zach Wilson's playing good right now. He's yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad about it, man. So anyway, so that's the Patriots. Let's move off that. You know, let's go to the early morning game. Same division. Let's go with the Bills and Jags. We talked about it. We both went Bills. We both went Bills after making convincing points why the Jags would yeah, win this sure game. Would. Yes. <laughs> which, which was they've been over there for a week already. They're probably accustomed to, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he comes out for the first snap of this game. He's sipping tea, right? We should have known right there. Something's up. He's He said an, he was doing a audibles in an accent. We should have known it was over there. Cheerio, cheerio, cheerio. <laughs> Uh, but the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, funny. I guess soon uh, to be no, the I, London. I go back over there. I, I'm, I miss England. I've been over there a couple been. times and it's been, it's fantastic. It, it honestly is fantastic. Uh, the food is, I mean, I won't lie. The food is a little bland. They even admit, I have friends who still live over there that I met that live there. They're like, yeah, our food's bland. But outside <laughs> of that, it's fucking nice. I like England. It's pretty well, cool. There you go. Uh, ringing endorsement for England by Casino. Uh, yeah. But how many years? That's a shout out to my uh, to my fr- my friend Ayrton uh, uh, if he ever watches the show, which I've been trying okay. to get him to watch the show. But Ayrton, nice. They to- don't get. I don't think they get it in England. But <laughs> for, for the Jacksonville Jaguars Casino, do you think it's more likely they are the expansion team in either London, most likely Germany, one of those places? Do you think they just get sent there and then all of a sudden they're the German or London Jaguars? Or do you think an expansion team in the NFL gets put? I don't think they should. I don't think they should expand the NFL. I don't. I don't think they should either. I think if they want to transfer. Yeah. Move, move that Florida team out of there. Like who gives a shit about the Jaguars in Florida? Not any Jaguar fans of Florida because there are none. Yeah, fucking move them. To, yeah, move them over to London. I would be totally fine with that. Um, just call them like the European Jags or something like that. I don't know. Ooh, that's good. The the, uh, the Europa the Europa Jags. Oh, I like it. Uh, but in this game, Casino, what they do things? They do things backwards there. So call them Jags Europa. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't sound bad. That sounds like a cool secret agent's name. Uh, Jag. But Europa. last week we had the bills as the best team in the afc so of course they come out and lay a fucking egg because the week before that we were like miami's the best team in the league and then they lay an egg against the fucking bills but miami might be in trouble we'll get to that Um, um but as far as this game what do you make of the jags and the bills casino just as teams the bills are gonna get to the playoffs and disappoint as usual, the Jags are right there on the edge, but they can't get past the cusp. It's the same thing as the last three years, two years. Yeah. I mean, AFC South right now, all We're, those. We've said the same things about them this year as we did last year. So, yeah, pretty much. And their offense, this did look like the first game their offense was actually cooking. They had, uh, I don't even know how you say their fucking, their running back's name. 
Etony or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, 26 uh, carries. Travis, just call him Junior. It's Junior. Uh, so he had 26 carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence threw uh, finally over 300 yards, one yeah, touchdown. Yeah, a lot no. to Calvin Ridley. Who's, Dude, Calvin Ridley who, looks. He, he's loving good. loving the new team. He's loving yeah. getting out of uh, getting out of where he was. So, and then this may shock you, but Stephon Diggs had eight receptions, 124 yards, one touchdown, and then one tantrum right. after. I was, or I was being one tantrum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> apparently, we need, we need to get those stats down. I love it. <laughs> apparently, everything in Stephon Diggs' life irritates him so i don't you know you want to know what's really sad is what do we talk about in my opinion what's the downfall of the bills well, we've talked about it their rushing game they have no rushing game damian harris used to used to be for uh the patriots we let go of him for a reason james cook no and eh. latavius murray no and eh. they had horrible games josh allen four carries 14 yards as your leading rusher 14 fucking yards i know Dude, yeah. it doesn't matter what you do in the air. It doesn't matter. You had, you had Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs over 100 yards, and you still can't win a game against, like, come on, man. This really does just feel like we just took a clip of us talking about both of these teams last year and just Thank you. talked about them this I year. Know. That's like, what I said. They both have you're still smart. the same issues. <laughs> this is why you're smart, Casino. <sighs> uh, two games, I feel like we can just uh, – Talk through. about briefly and then just skip right over. Titans, Colts, 23-16. to 16. Anthony Richardson leads the game again with another injury. Now looks like he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Gardner Minshew steps in. Uh, again, Gardner Minshew, when he steps into a game, he can win you stuff. When he's the starter, you're. The, I'm probably betting against the Colts team three of the next four weeks. I don't Dude, even know what they're playing. The Titans, man. Dude, they're so up and down. The Titans, on the other hand, put up a goose egg. I mean, uh, Derrick Henry only gets 13 carries, 43 yards. DeAndre Hopkins goes off, but Ryan Tannehill, an average Ryan yeah, Tannehill Hopkins game. went off, 140 yards, damn. But that ain't going to do shit. Yeah. You got to have a run game. It, you got to have a run game. But no, we're not. We don't care about running backs. We don't care about running backs. Don't fucking pay him. They mean well, the, nothing in the league. The Fuck funny off. thing is, for the Colts, Jonathan oh. Taylor came back for this game, literally had six carries, 18 yards, and then Moss, the guy technically behind him on the depth chart, went for 23 carries, 165 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. So great game to welcome back Jonathan Taylor, where they only use him six carries, his backup 23. He's, he's, he's got to work back into the system, you know. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, moving uh, on. Steelers Ravens 17 10. What a uh, comeback. You know what? Give it to the Steelers. Good comeback. Good comeback. And and at this moment, the AFC North is so weird looking. Uh the Pittsburgh Steelers are top of the division at three and two. Baltimore's at three and two. Cleveland's two and two. Cincinnati's two and three. I mean I don't know. I don't know what to go with this. This you're right. I'm just I'm I'm over it. I don't I don't understand this division. I don't understand what happened in this game. Uh the Steelers defense all of a sudden remembered that they can actually play defense if they wanted to and basically shut down that high-powered Ravens offense. Uh Zay Flowers, Again, I do I mean, think they finally found. I love this rivalry and this is what I wanted from this game. It was a hard-hitting close game. I mean, the comeback was great. Like this was a fun game to watch because I mean, th these players beat the fuck out of each other. It's great. Yeah. 
Uh, Zay Flowers looks like they found a number one wide receiver in Baltimore, yes. which is good. Too bad they can't find a second, third, or fourth because he's basically all they got. What are you and talking about? They got Dan OBJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, this they got was, OBJ uh, who got 13 yards off of two two receptions. Dude, he's the best. Come on. He, I mean, I saw that one catch he did nine nine years ago. That's yeah. why he's the best. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. Nelson Aguilar did better than him. Come on now. Ugh. Uh, uh like we can both like go you, ugh, on that one we both had that struggle uh but like you said afc north <laughs> typical game 17 to 10 all defense no offense that's just the what the afc north is uh next up your super bowl pick uh the detroit lions beat the worst team in the league the carolina panthers 42 to 24 lions now four and one panthers zero and five uh Jared Goff had maybe his best game or one of his best games as a lion, 20 for 28, 236 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Montgomery went off Bryce young threw three touchdowns, two interceptions. I watched a lot of this game casino, the, the lions, I messaged you what had happened. They did a double it reverse it was flea flicker to their tight end for a touchdown. And I was like, the lions are fun. And because they're in the NFC, the Lions scare me. Uh, but as far as the Panthers go, Casino, there is nothing I see from Bryce Young in the games I watch of him where I think this is the guy and this is the number one pick. Now, I know it's different for rookies, and he is a rookie, but you just have to see flashes. And again, this game, he had like a pretty – mediocre game he had an okay game and still i just don't see it uh thielen had a bit of a renaissance in this game 11 receptions 101 yards or 107 yards one touchdown but when it comes to bryce young casino how much do you think the panthers made a mistake taking him over cj strout who we'll talk about him all next day they bad 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 stroud looks great Ugh. I like uh, CJ Stroud a lot. I do too. And let's uh let's switch to that game uh real quick. Even though they lost, like I I like him. I like the kid. Well, they lost to the Falcons 21 to 19. The Texans are two and three. Falcons are three and two. Desmond Ritter also. had by far his best game he's ever by had far. as a Falcon. 28 for 37, 329 yards, one touchdown. CJ Stroud, on the other hand, 20 for 35, 249 yards, one touchdown. Still has yet to uh, have a turnover as a rookie, which is fucking insane. But coming out of this game. Playing well. That's what you got to do as a rookie. Like, you're not expected to be a playoff, like winning a playoff game kind of, you know, player as a rookie. They want you to protect the football and learn the system and get better. Yeah. Uh, at the at the moment right now, the craziest thing happening in the NFL is I would say what's happening in the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Bucks are three and one. The Falcons are three and two. The Saints are three and two. At this moment, the playoffs, like the wild, the two wild card spots, would literally be between Dallas, those three teams I mentioned, and Seattle, which is crazy to group all what five of those teams in together so casino how legit is this falcons team uh, um oh, um the falcons team i i like them i mean 
they might squeak their way into a playoff spot. Um, but I mean, they're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. Even Texans are fun to watch right now because I like Stroud. Um, I too. But uh, BJ, uh, BJ, Bajon Robinson, uh, Bijan. There we go. Bijan Robinson. I had to get my my alcohol working going. Um, Bijan Robinson. Uh, I like him a lot. He didn't have the greatest game. He only had 46 yards with 14 carries, but I still like the guy. Um, I, I do like I and Ritter. He's he's playing okay. Um, they're doing enough. They're doing enough this year where they almost feel like what um, I'm going to say this is a grain of salt. They almost kind of feel like what the uh, uh, Vikings were doing last year where they're close games and the Vikings were winning all the close games this year. Like the Falcons are in games. Um, you know, they're only three and two, but I, I do like how they've played so far. I mean, yes, well, they had that. They, they, yes, they had that. Uh, um, no, you know what? They, they, yeah, no, they played. They played pretty good. They they lost to the Lions pretty handily and lost to the Jags. But you know, Jags are showing they're actually better than we thought. So, yeah. Well, also, what's crazy is the Falcons' defense right now ranks seventh in the league in total defense. So they legitimately have a shot to have a top five defense in this league. And if it gets to December, January games when you're literally winning games by running the ball down your opponent's throat and then playing good defense. What are you talking about? Like, running backs aren't in port. <laughs> but that's that combination is going to win this team a lot of games. And I think I really like Tampa Bay, but I do think the Falcons can either win that division or sneak into the playoffs. And from what I've seen, I mean – yeah, I, I like this team. Uh, next up, a game uh, which went exactly how we thought it would. The 4-1 Dolphins blew out the 1-4 Giants, 31-16. to I think the only shocking thing in this game was the score wasn't higher. It was much closer than we thought it was, and that was basically because Tua had a pretty rough game by Tua standards. Uh and he still had over 300 yards, two touchdowns, but he also threw two interceptions. And then it was uh, revealed today, I think a couple minutes before we started this podcast, that Akane, uh, their star running back. That's what I wanted to talk about, yeah. He's out for, he's not out for the season, right? He's just for out a couple, for a couple weeks. He's out for a couple weeks. Um, it's not as bad as people thought, but his knee got messed up. Um, that That's a huge one. That's a huge I one. Think, but did yeah, you see that? Huge. What about that wonderful, wonderful play he did down the sideline for that touchdown? Dude's quick. It, he looks Dude's it quick. it is insane on a team with Tyreek Hill, like how fast he looks. Because Tyreek oh, yeah. Hill's the fastest player, maybe in NFL history. Right. And this guy looks like he could run maybe step for step with them. This phenomenal. Thing, the thing that scares me about the Dolphins is how fast they look. Like, I, I think that's the one, they always say that's the one thing you can't teach is speed, right? So you have speed. I don't um, know. I mean, watch Cars, <laughs> watch Cars 3. I mean, Lightning McQueen, he did help out, you know. That's true. Or watch uh, or watch me in Casino uh, making our first kids. It's all about speed, right? First one to finish wins. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, let's go to the next game and also a game casino where you already gave up on Joe cool Joe Burrow and then he took out his 
bangle striped dick and smacked you across the face with it because the Bengals won 34 to 20 against the Cardinals. Now they're two and three. Joey B looked like the Joey B of old. He was moving around in the pocket. He was running around on those legs. 36 of 46. He looks good, but you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to give you a, a teaser for, you know, next episode. I'm picking the Seahawks over the Bengals for the next episode. Oh, They're coming. Seahawks are coming off a bye. Bengals still need to prove to me that this wasn't a fluke. <laughs> I mean, wow. you can write that down. We could do it. I mean, the Seahawks aren't playing bad. The Seahawks are not a bad team. And no, no, the Seahawks are good. Yeah, and they're coming off a bye. They're rested, and you. I still don't know if I could trust the Bengals. Like, yeah, they won one game. Cool. Whoop de doo. Like. <laughs> whoopty, whoopty. They, they beat the fucking Cardinals. They, the Cardinals. I mean, they're a better team than we thought they were going to be, but they beat the Cardinals. Like, I want to see them go up against a well-rested, good team in the Seahawks. I know. Like, yes, he came out and he he came out with his bangle dick and he slapped it across people's face, as you as you alluded to. My wife did not. She grimaced when I said that. Uh, <laughs> but no, that he's Joe Burrow. He's you know he's Joey B. He's Mister Cool cigar smoking he's happy as hell i mean you probably can't do all the cigar smoking with all the meds he's on for his leg but true or maybe whatever. those are the meds he's on for his well, leg maybe, maybe those are the meds. smoking who knows <laughs> i will say Bengals 21st in total defense seahawks 24th so okay. if that offense is cooking with the Bengals, the defenses are basically a wash and then jamar chase 15 receptions 192 yards three touchdowns yeah, Dear Jamar Lord. went off. Well, because Jamar was like, oh, my, my boy, Joey B, he's back. He's feeling okay. He can sling the ball to me again. My my boy, my LSU brother. Let's go. <laughs> and then uh, the comical worst game of the week, Casino, going in and maybe after this game as well, the Jets win 31-21 to against the now 4-1 Broncos. Jets are 2-3. and uh, Is this NFL season just a giant impractical joke on Sean Payton? Because it just keeps getting funnier. <laughs> I, I, I love it. So, um, sorry, my wife was bringing up a, a, a fun Taylor Swift reference, and we'll have to talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, off air. We'll talk about the uh, Chiefs next. Yeah, we'll talk about it. You can work it in. You know that joke that you cut out at the beginning? You might have to cut yeah. this out. Oh, my gosh. The joke of yours I cut out in the beginning. Now I have to cut out your the, wife's The joke, joke of mine. No, fuck off. The joke of yours. All right. Anyway, Broncos, Jets. I love Sean Payton losing. Russell Wilson, that contract is so bad. Oh, my gosh. It's bad. And you know what? I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I want him to keep losing. I mean, yeah. I mean, he didn't have the worst game. He threw 200 yards, two touchdowns, but he doesn't look good playing. Like, I'm not I'm not going for it. But you know who did have a good game in that game was Brees Hall. I'm so happy that this young guy is coming back, and he had a hell of a game. 22 carries, 177 yards, one touchdown. Absolutely phenomenal by Brees. I was so sad. We were both were. We were so sad with when he hurt himself last year. Yeah. Just because, like, we like – good players, young players that are just coming out of the gate and crushing it. So I'm like to see him coming back from injury and having a really, really good game. Um, and then, you know, Zach Wilson, I'll say it. He's better than Mac Jones, that motherfucker himself. He's the best. I, he's the best. I, uh, I love him. I love him. I wish we had Zach Wilson. I do. 
I am very excited for this coming week's game because it is Eagles <sighs> Jets. Fun fact, Casino, the Jets in their entire history have never beaten the Eagles. Have never beaten the Eagles. They've played 15 times in their entire football history. The Eagles are 15 and 0 against them. So what's going to happen? What what happens when the motherfucker beats the Eagles this week? Well, the Eagles right now have the number one rush defense in the league. So that does mean that it's going to rest on the arm of Zach Wilson. If we get beat by Zach Wilson for the Jets to get the first victory over the Eagles in the history of the Jets, I'll just, I won't even be sad or mad. I'll just, I'll just give him a slow clap because if that's what it took to beat the Eagles, then we fucking deserve to lose. If Zach Wilson lights us up, like, I can't even complain. I won't. I'll come on this podcast. I will literally not say a word about the Eagles. Please don't. Jets. Is, we need to keep this PG. Thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last two games here. Uh, speaking of Taylor Swift, the Chiefs get a twenty-seven to twenty victory. The Chiefs are now four and one. Vikings one and four. Uh, so, uh, let me ask you this: since, since with- Swift wasn't there, do you? Are they 3-0 as Swifties, or are they still 2-0 as Swifties? Ugh, I, hate I still I think hate her it. not being there still makes them Swifties. But uh, we got to <laughs> talk about it, Casino. What did or do you, you think, think Travis Kelsey and her are already, are already broken up? I mean, there's that rumor, which I think is very spicy. And I would like to get more yeah. in-depth And so on what that. the wife was alluding to is Joey B, all the women like him. So that's where Taylor Swift's going to go next. I would support that. I think they would make a good But would couple. he be too young? Uh, ooh, that's true. There's like a 10-year age difference there. I think they would give him I give him more props for that. Yeah, right? so what we call what we call Joey B a cougar <laughs> hunter. Oh shit. And that can tie in with the Bengals. I like that. I like there it. it. Is. I know. Uh also, we just talked about I mean, it. He's very Zach mature Wilson. for his age. He's very mature for his age. He's over there smoking cigars <laughs> as pain medicine. But Zach Wilson likes older ladies, so could she be making her way to New York? Yeah, could she go to Zach Wilson and that motherfucker? (laughs) But we need to talk about, uh, in this game, (laughs) Casino, we need to talk about uh, Travis Kelsey, speaking of, gets knocked out of the game. He comes back in, catches what ended up being the game when he touched down. But the controversy in this game is, wouldn't you know it, the Chiefs got another questionable call that what? helped them win, where at the end of the game, uh, f- called for pass interference, flag gets picked up. Then Chiefs defender takes off his helmet, which should be a penalty with yards. The refs are seen on camera just mouthing, just put your helmet back on. He is not penalized or fined for this. Again, Casino, the helmet rule is dumb. I also think it's dumb. If it's a but rule, it's you should still be flagged for it. Rule. Yeah. So, are is it just is it just laughable at this point, Casino? It is. Are the, it is. Are the Chiefs just in the pocket of fucking Roger Goodell of the NFL all day, all day? Roger Goodell is like looking down his pocket. He's just stroking them. He's loving them. <laughs> just. Uh, but we, I think <laughs> you even, got nothing for that, do you? No, that was a good one. Uh, but this game literally, I mean, did it not go exactly how everyone thought it would go? Everybody knew this would be a one score game. Some fuckery would happen in the fourth quarter and the chiefs would win by one score. We called like, it. That's I think the we only literally thing this said game that was, on our last The only episode. thing this game was missing was Taylor Swift there. So we could just cringe even more. Yeah. 
that was this was a typical Chiefs game. Uh, next Dude, up, did, did you know what I did enjoy from this though? Did you see all of the all of the fans that were in the arena with like posters? Taylor Swift, we love you. Where are you, Taylor? And I was just and, and there's she just and she's not there. Here. And I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, but uh, now we sad, move so many sad, sad people, and it made me happy. Uh, last, we know the tears of fans really do make you. Oh, I. You I, live off I love it. I love sad fans. <laughs> uh, speaking Even if of it's sad... my own fans, like I, I don't care. Like I just sad fans are the best. They're well, the speaking best. of sad fans, we got two fan bases right now just filled with sad fans. Uh, especially after this Monday night game, the Packers lose uh, thirteen to seventeen to the Las Vegas Raiders, who are now two and three. Packers two and three as well. Jordan Love through three interceptions, including his last one uh, to lose the uh, game on a, I mean, on a fade route into the end zone where his guy had the Raiders defender beat by three steps and then three Jordan steps. Love underthrows him by five yards. But you know what? Also, but also the receiver's calling for it. Yeah. If you're, you're going to call for it, you've got to, you've got to get position. If you're going to call well, for it, you at least have to, attempt to go up for the ball yeah well you also see uh the uh, it was underthrown but it was underthrown but they wouldn't have any they were, they had ran out of real estate it would have been out of the end zone anyway there would have been no way yeah well you also see matt lafleur like on the sideline jumping up and down like he's clearly wide open and then jordan love sees him too late throws a bad throw it's an interception that seals the game Ugh. uh I would with, say I'm I'm over love. I'm I was trying to have some love for love. I'm done with them. I think I after years of being under Rodgers and you know watching him and trying to be the Packers are finally going to go through what you you know the Patriots are going through. You know Patriots had a quarterback forever that was really good but now and the Packers had two quarterbacks that were really good for years. It's finally happening. The Packers have now whiffed on a quarterback. They're going to be bad at the quarterback position. Uh, until they they bring in a veteran that is good at the position, or they get lucky with the draft pick, but they're not going to lose enough to get to get a high picked quarterback. So well, they're going to be in limbo crazy. for a while. Yeah, it's crazy when you look at how Love started the season and where he's at now. And I won't go through all they, of them. They figured him out. They figured him out. He's not a passing quarterback. Yeah, yeah. They, he's not a passing quarterback. And you know what's going to be scary is next week. <laughs> next week he's going to have to throw the football. Who are they playing next week? Uh, maybe, maybe they have the bye. Maybe I was wrong on that. Yes. Uh, but yeah, continue. My bad. My bad. Continue. What I was saying is he started week one against the Bears, which with the Panthers are in contention the for the worst team in the league. Uh, the rating he had was 123.2 that week one, right? And we were giving him uh, pun intended love. Right. And then the next week he comes out, throws three touchdowns his first two weeks. And we're like, damn, he looks good. Since then, he's in New Orleans and Detroit. He had a 66 and a 69 nice rating. And last week against the Raiders, he had a 32 rating. So week one and two, he had above 100. The 32. Past, the past three oh. weeks, he's had 60s and a 32. So that's really shown you. Uh, he might have already hit his peak. And like you said, maybe they already figured him out because that's a hell of a drop-off from almost 130 to all the way down to 30. Dude, he like, can't throw the Lord. ball. He can't throw the ball more than like 
five yards. And even then, like, it's it's scary. Dude, three yeah. interceptions. That was bad. He, he had a bad game. And then as far as the Raiders go, they're in the AFC North where I think they're in contention with the Broncos to finish last in it. Uh, it was a sloppy win by the Raiders. I really do think Jimmy G is cooked. I don't know why you just don't oh. put O'Connor in there and just You know what, what and I think you really – I when he was with the Patriots and then got you know moved over to San Fran, I, I, I truly think that he was a good quarterback. But he got – he's way too injury prone. He spent too much time off the field. Yep. I, I, I think that that was the issue older. with him. And he's yeah, older. Yeah, he's older. So I, I, I really I, – I feel bad for the guy. I do. I truly do because I, I think he's a good dude. Like, he always handles himself with poise. Like, when he knew that he was leaving San Fran, like, he handled that with absolute poise. And then he didn't leave San Fran, and he came, you know, came back for the year and was hurt and all that stuff again, but whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, speaking of that, but, I just want to Brock Purdy. He's legit. I like him. Oh, anyway, yeah. moving on. Um, yeah. I think is that it. That is it. We have gone wow. almost two hours. Two hours. When's the last time we did that? It's been a while. Uh, when we were it's really, really bad in our first season. That's true. And now we're slightly bad in our second season, and we're going yeah. two hours again. So <laughs> this <laughs> has been. Well, this was technically show two of the day. So that's true. Uh, we did that whole thing. I don't know if you guys remember it from an hour ago where we made it part two. My pen's over there now. So long ago. Uh, Eons. <laughs> Eons. Uh, um, but we will be back. So I'm not going to have time to upload fantasy this. I won this week. I won this week. I won this week. Hey, me too. Yeah, buddy. Oh, sweet. Uh, but we're not going to have, I'm not going to have time to put this up on Wednesday. So you guys will get this podcast Thursday morning. Our next one this week will be Friday. So not only do you get three episodes, you get them back to back to back, uh, on our next episode, we'll do picks for, uh, we'll do picks for week six. We'll talk about marquee college matchups and then we'll touch on, Anything MLB. happening in the NHL and then MLB playoffs and WMA I don't think we really need finals. to talk much about the NHL. I mean, the highlight was the first two ga- well, game two and three. Fuck game one. Yeah. Um, well, if we anything, I'm that. saying anything noteworthy we'll bring up. Uh, next week we'll dive into previewing the NBA a little, kind of like we did the NHL today, and then yeah. But we'll see you. So this is dropping Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow with the picks for Week Six. We'll break down all those NFL games. We'll also talk about, uh, oh, since this is coming out Thursday morning, what is the Thursday night game, Casino? Do you know? Isn't it Chiefs-Broncos? I had it pulled up. Uh, I literally just had it pulled up, too. It is Chiefs-Broncos in uh, Kansas City. That's going to be brutal. I mean, I'm picking the Chiefs. I assume you are as well. It'll just... Thursday night games. Why are, why are we still doing them? Just get rid of them. I don't know. But we'll talk Uh, about that game. If anything interesting happens tomorrow. And uh, yeah, this has been the only sports podcast. I'm will that's casino over there. Uh, You want to end it with a story? uh, Yeah. I have a minute 30. No. Yeah. I was asking if you wanted to. Oh, do I have a story? No, no, nothing. I was really hoping there would be a fight or something out of the ordinary at the Eagles Rams game. Everyone was really nice to each other. We everybody Eagles fans and Rams fans were sitting next to each other and everybody was just having a good time. Nice. This is a nice experience but a bad story. So, nice. I got nothing. Well, yeah. My story is uh I'm 
I went to the radiologist yesterday to to do an ultrasound to see if they could find where my kidney stones are. And they're lost. Some they're lost in your body. I don't know. I I go back to the urologist in like a month. Ugh, what a downer to end this episode on. <laughs> I know that, that's why I was just. <laughs> if you know where Casino's kidney stones are, leave a comment below. Uh this uh, is also, you know what, and and with leaving comments. If you guys want to get to know us a little bit better outside of what we've kind of shared, which we share a lot, I just told you about my kidney stone urology yeah. appointment. Um, my kid's waking up. My other kid's waking up. Um, leave something in the comments. Ask us a question, and we'll try to answer it. Um, Any question. See, yeah, we're not shy. We're not shy. We talk I'll about edit it out if it's babies. really good and so. funny, because that's what I do with most things that are really Don't good. Don't worry. I didn't, my wife was looking at me. I didn't tell him the story. <laughs> Uh, this has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. Uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Adios. Bye.